Lord, how we, how we thank You for all Your speaking over the past years. How we thank You for Your leading through Your speaking. Oh Lord, how we thank You that You uh, framed world, worlds by the Word of Your mouth. Thank You. Your speaking brings things into being. Lord, we're believers in a speaking God. How we thank You for Your mercy to let us be under the speaking over these past years and decades. Lord, do bless the churches. Bless all the saints. Bless the attendants here today. Do open Your heart to us again. Lord, we do stand one with You. We just pray for our time together this weekend. Lord, how we pray, grant us Your grace and Your mercy. Oh Lord, grant us Your grace for this uh, schedule to be together for all these hours. Lord, grant us a keen spirit, an exercise spirit. Grant us a clear mind. Grant us strength in our body. And grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. May we see into the things. Lord, how we pray. May we see deeply, Lord. Impress our hearts. Oh, guide us by Your speaking, Lord. Lord, we do praise You. And we just pray, put Your enemy in the corner. Put him to shame. Do something for Your recovery. Carry us forward, Lord. Amen. Uh, we are going to be together. I, I, you may know the schedule already, but we will be together uh, meeting from 4 to 6. Then from 6 to 7.30, we'll have a short break at the beginning for bathroom. Then we'll have about an hour of eating lunch together and those that want to eat lunch together. And the brothers from Austin will share some things while we eat lunch. And then another little break. And then we'll begin again at 7.30 and we'll go till about 9.30. So basically tonight... From now until 9.30, we're going to have about five hours worth of meetings. And we're going to do the same thing tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, I would just... You may be exhausted by just me saying that. You know, may, you may already be exhausted. But, you know, I would just beg all the saints to open to the Lord and to give yourself for this time together today, uh, this, this few hours we get to spend with one another. Uh, you know, when, when we do these kind of trainings, we, uh, the, the way I typically do them is I don't like saints uh, to come unless they can be here for the whole time. Uh, because this is a sequential set of sharings that builds upon each other. And if you come in partway through you may be lost. So actually, when we have these kind of trainings in Irving and we register for them, part of the requirement is, is that all the saints be here for all the trainings. Of course, we're not doing that this weekend. This is just a conference. This is not a training. But still, I would ask you, uh, by the Lord's mercy, by His grace, uh, you know, uh, by, by uh, Sunday evening, we will not die. Nobody will die. Uh, we'll all still have a little more strength to get home, get to bed, and we can get up and still go to work on Monday. But I, I would just ask, in, endeavor and look to the Lord. Lord, grant me the grace for this weekend. Okay? Uh, 
let me just uh, begin uh, by saying what we want to cover this weekend is we want to look in, in detail at the matter of the God-ordained way. And particularly where Brother Lee ended up in the matter of the God-ordained way, uh, which was the matter of the vital groups. And, uh, and we're going to see a lot of things regarding history. And we want to, the first section, we want to see something related to the matter of the history of the God-ordained way from 1984 to 1996 and all the development that took place during those years, 1984 to 1996, and what was Brother Lee's view and the, the stages he went through and the progress that was made until he ultimately ended up with the matter of the vital groups. He culminated in the matter of the vital groups. That's one set of history. Then another set of history that we want to look at is related to the God-ordained way is, is the matter of Brother Lee's personal experience that he had in China. And particularly some episodes in his, in his service to the Lord in mainland China uh, from the 30s to the 40s that actually became the backdrops and the, uh, I don't know what, you call, what to call it, the, the, the stakes in the ground for, uh, for what eventually would come out of him as the, as the God-ordained way realized in the vital groups. So we want to take a look at two sets of histories along uh, regarding this matter. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Uh, yeah, <clears throat> the things the things that we're burdened to touch this weekend are matters related to principle, okay? Some principles and a blueprint and a bird's eye view of what the God ordained way is. Uh, you know, principles are great things. Because principles you apply based on your situation. Uh, these aren't, this weekend isn't a weekend of mandates. It's not a weekend of we're going to tell you how to structure your this or that. But, but this weekend what we want to see are some principles, some key things uh, that I, I just pray by the Lord's mercy, and we've been praying by the Lord's mercy we would see these things and these things would be assimilated into our being so that they become a kind of guiding principle related to our dealing with the matter of the God-ordained way and with the matter of the vital groups. Uh, you know, Brother Lee said one time, uh, he said, after speaking to you all, all about this matter of the God-ordained way, he said, if I, were in my locale, if I were in your locality, I may do things altogether different than what I told you. He said, because whenever you drive a car in, in a city, you have to drive that car according to the roads of that city. So eventually, you realize what he was sharing with us and what he was burdened to impart to us were principles that guide us and not 
you know, a certain kind of outward regulation. I, I, I think we'll all be impressed by the end of this weekend. What we're burdened about is not how to carry out some formality, how to have a formality, a, a new way to, to have a vital group or carry out some kind of, 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 a, of a formality. You, you know, this, this weekend is not a church growth conference. You know, they have these in Christianity, Saddleback, you know. This is not a conference on church growth. It is not. This is not a conference on formalities. This is not a conference about uh, uh, setting up things in a certain way and structuring things so that we can meet some criteria of some formality. We want to see some intrinsic things related to the God-ordained way. And may the Lord have mercy on us. May the Lord grace us to receive these things and to assimilate these things that we could have a revolution in our lives. A revolution of revival. That each one of us would be a revived person that the Lord could, could have His way among us. Okay? Amen. Uh, do you all uh, do you all have this sheet? This is the lead sheet. Now you should have gotten with this an additional sheet. Okay, good. Yeah, can, can I see one of those? Can I see that? Yeah, it's this additional sheet. Uh, Roman numeral six should have had A and B under it, but due to some snafus and miscommunications we didn't get that on there so if you have this sheet it's got all four languages on one sheet of paper uh, you should be able to uh, be ready when we get to that point <clears throat> okay uh, uh, amen When we, when we got into these things over a period of time, sharing with saints, one of the brothers asked if, if uh, we could develop a kind of a lead sheet with some main points. So that's what these six points represent, okay? How about we all read together Roman numeral one? I hope by the end of this weekend we all realize that the God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. This is not a way of methodology. This is not a, some kind of systematic approach to something. But, but the God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life, and it can only be carried out by life. Uh, we're going to see some things this weekend related to Brother Lee's own experience of this matter. You know, as he got into the God-ordained way with us from 1984, periodically and continually over those years, he would always come back and bring us back to our need to contact the Lord every morning. Uh, and he would talk about how we need to... Uh, we need to learn to unload before the Lord every morning. And we need to learn to talk to the Lord every morning. And we need to confess to the Lord. 
we need to un, un, uh, unmask ourselves to the Lord in the morning so that we would have a solid contact with the Lord every day so that we could be brought into life. The God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. Brothers and sisters, if the Lord has His way with us regarding the God-ordained way, we will be people of life. And we will have a daily living with the Lord. The only way for these things to be carried out in any kind of uh, proper way is by us having this kind of view that the God-ordained way is a way of life and that we need to be people of life. You know, uh, Brother Lee said one time, the new man walks the new way. And in reading the context of that statement, you know, I, I believe what he was saying wasn't the new man of Ephesians chapter 2, which is the universal new man, but he, what he was talking about was the revived man, the renewed man, being renewed day by day. Only the renewed man, only the revived man, only the man who is made new every morning. It's only that man that can walk the new way. Lord, have mercy on us that every day we could have such an unloading and such an opening to You to be in a living, organic, intimate, sweet, personal contact with the Lord every morning. Okay. We'll get much more into this a little later. Point two, Roman numeral two. All these points are just uh, overview. Uh, how about all together? Roman numeral two. A vital group is a blended group. It's, <clears throat> it's not a collection. <clears throat> you know, you can, you can be an individual serving God, or you can be with four other people and be an individual serving God. You, you can, and and you've, we've seen it, we've probably experienced it, that I'm an individual and I'm doing my thing for God, and then we, we find out a little bit about the body, so we decide we'll get with three other brothers, but basically it's, it's four individuals carrying out an individual living and an individual work, God. Individualism is not what we're talking about. A vital group is a blended group. And we'll spend time on this matter also. A vital group is a blended group. It's not a collection or a meeting of individuals. Uh, you know, Brother Lee said a lot in the vital group messages that there is a need for us to be blended together by much and thorough prayer. And, uh, you know, the Lord needs to make out of us, the, those that are in the group, a blended loaf. You know what happens to the grains? They get ground and they get blended, and eventually they get kneaded. You know, they, you knead the dough. And eventually, if there's lumps in the dough, you either take the fork and press on it against the side of the bowl, and if it still won't come out, what do you do with it, sister? You yank it out and pitch it. May none of us be yanked out of the bowl and pitched. May we all say, Lord, I'm willing 
to be blended with the saints that I'm with. I, I don't want to be a grain. I want to be part of a blended loaf. Uh, you know, brothers and sisters, what we're talking about this weekend, again, let me, let me just back up. What we're talking about this weekend is, is really a change of living and a change of, of life. Uh, understand me rightly. If, if we were having a con- conference on, on the book of, of Ephesians or something, and we gave some marvelous points. We could give some marvelous points and marvelous sharing. We'd all be encouraged. We'd all get into it. We'd all take our notes home. We'd study them. But eventually, that's one kind of conference. What this is about this weekend is a presentation of a change of the whole way that you live. Okay? Don't pass out. Okay? Don't pass out yet. You haven't heard the, the story, okay? There's a lot of chapters to this book. You know, but what we're talking about is a change of our living from morning to evening, a change of the way we live. And brothers and sisters, these words, if you're here for the whole weekend, these words match what is in your spirit. These words match what is in your spirit. You got regenerated to be a child of God, full of the divine life, and not to be so individually, but to be so corporately and in a blended way. This thing terrifies the enemy. This is a terror to the enemy. This is a terror to him. And, uh, you know, we just need to give ourselves this weekend, Lord, You gave Yourself to die that the grains could come out. I give myself as a grain to be blended that the loaf could come out. You gave Yourself to, for a ransom for me so that the Spirit could be released, that I could be regenerated, and I as a regenerated one give myself as a grain to be ground so that I could be part of the loaf. You know, Brother Lee talked in the past how what he was looking for was Gideon's 300. You, you know, you remember... Uh, when he was talking about the, the God-ordained way and the new way, and all the rebellion, rebellious things started happening, he said, I was calling for Gideon's 300. And you remember, Gideon's 300 eventually became what in the dream of the Midianite? It became a barley loaf. And, uh, and, and, and Gideon was afraid regarding the Midianites, so the Lord told him to go down to the camp of the Midianites, and he overheard the Midianites speaking about a dream one had had about a barley loaf rolling into the camp of the Midianites and destroying the camp of the Midianites. That was a blended barley loaf. You know, the first grain out of the ground in the spring is barley, indicating something of resurrection. Grinding to make a loaf indicates something of the crucifixion of Christ. So in other words, these saints had passed through personal experience of death and resurrection in order to become a barley loaf. And this barley loaf... Now, now if I had a huge army, what would be the last thing I would be worried about? A barley loaf. But you know that's because we see things according to the natural eye. Do you know what Satan is terrified about? 
not you're prevailing this and not you're prevailing that. He is terrified of saints who are willing to be sacrificed themselves to be blended and ground up and blended to be a barley loaf. And brothers and sisters, this is not a hardship. This is a delight. And again, this is what is in our being. What the Lord wants among us is this kind of blended situation, group by group. You know, if in Anaheim, California, if in Cyprus, if wherever you're from, if in the cities here in Orange County, if the Lord could do this kind of work in the church, that there would be numbers of groups of saints that are blended barley loaves, and their movement is the move of God. They are the army of God. Uh, you know, old, older sisters, younger brothers, sisters with children, brothers who work too long. They're all in this little blended loaf. You know, so, sometimes you exclude yourself. Uh, you know, you say, I'm incapable. I've got too much to do. I've got three kids. I have this kind of job. I've got that. I've got... Don't exclude yourself. It's a simple thing if you allow yourself to be blended into a barley loaf. And if, you, if all over this county there, were bar, there was groups of barley loaves, the Lord would really have something on this earth. Lord, get what you're after. Amen. Uh, we'll come back to this. Roman numeral 3, all together. Amen. This, this little uh, phrase, purpose, nature, and condition, uh, this phrase came out of the first message that Brother Lee gave to the training of the church in Anaheim regarding vital groups in 1992, in August of 1992. Can I ask, how many were here for that training of the vital groups in August of 1992? Marvelous, great. You all are blessed people. You all are blessed. Uh, you know... Uh, We'll use these a little later, but let me, let me just pull. Uh, it, it's important that you see where this phrase comes from. Purpose, nature, and condition. You know, this, this book, The Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vital Groups, this is the first nine messages, okay? Messages, now listen, okay? Messages one through six were given to basically to the co-workers. You know, Brother Lee had a thing he used to do, which was before the training started in the fall, in August, he would gather the co-workers and he would have some fellowship about what was on his heart and what his burden was. And so he did that in this time frame in, uh, in August. I forget when he started, mid-August, I believe. And... Uh, and he fellowshiped with, with the brothers. And what was on his heart was the matter of this matter of the vital groups. And at that point, we had never used the term vital groups before. And so those first six messages were given 
to the co-workers. One of those messages uh, was also given to the church, I think, in just, if I remember right, a Tuesday night meeting, I think. But just, it was just kind of a, a general word. Then Brother Lee decided that he would start a training for the church in Anaheim, not for Orange County. That didn't start till uh, 1993, but for Anaheim. And, and in 1992, uh, he, he started this uh, training for the church in Anaheim. And so message seven of this book is actually message one of the training to the church in Anaheim. Okay, you say, well, great, wonderful. What, what, what's that have to do with anything? What are you telling me all this for? Uh, let me, before I tell you what I'm telling you that for, let me tell you something else. If you go back to the tapes, the tape codes are, are a certain series, one through six, and then message seven in here is actually in the tape code, it's 01. So if you try to find message 7 and you look for message 7, you're going to be in message 14. You with me? In the tape codes. Okay? So, so what's that about? What's the point? You know, often, I would say, whenever Brother Lee starts a new subject, typically what he does is he lays out the basic thought regarding the, the scriptural basis and what it is he's burdened about. Uh, you know, he opens up the basic thought to you at that point. So it's, it's very important to know that chapter 7 is actually message 1 because what is in that chapter is kind of a basic thought. It's, the ba- it's some basic principles related to the, God or, uh, to the, to the manner of the Vado groups. Uh, this is it's often the case. The opening word, you don't, you don't have much of a realization at first. But once, once you get into the whole series of messages and you come back to the opening word, all of a sudden you realize it's all there. Everything that he's, he's worked out in his speaking is all there in that message. Okay. In that message, message 7... Basically, it's comprised of three points. It is that the vital group has three characteristics. Okay, that's what we have here. It has a purpose, it has a nature, and it has a condition. I hope by the end of this weekend you love purpose, nature, and condition. Because I am crazy for purpose, nature, and condition. These are great Profound words. These are great words. Profound words. And the thought behind these words uh, is really a key to understanding what the vital group is, okay? You know, basically, these, uh, this matter, the vital groups, the matter of purpose, the purpose is, is for the... In- Let me just read it to you. It's on page 50, I believe. The purpose for the increase, increase, okay, gaining people, the perfecting of those ones, and the building up of the church. That's the purpose. The purpose is for the increase, for the perfecting of those ones, 
and ultimately resulting in the building up of the church. The nature is that the nature of a vital group should be what? Spiritual. The nature should be spiritual. We'll have some reading in in, uh, the readings we do on this. But the nature should be spiritual. And the condition, what do you guess? If you know, don't say. If you already know. But what would you say the condition of the vital group should be? Brother, do you... The condition. It should be love. Isn't that good? The condition of the vital group is loving one another in oneness and one accord. Loving one another in oneness and one accord. What is a vital group? A vital group has a purpose which is for the increase, the perfecting, and the building up of the body of Christ. And it has a nature and that nature is, is that it should be spiritual. You know, it should be something of life. It should be spiritual. You know, and the condition should be loving one another. You know, you consider these three words, purpose, nature, and condition. Purpose is what the goal of the vital group should be. This is the intent of the vital group. That's the goal of the vital group. This is the purpose. The vital group is for fruit bearing. The vital group is for the increase, for the perfecting, and eventually the building up of the body of Christ. Okay? That's the purpose. But can you have that purpose by itself? No. You need a nature that is spiritual and a condition that is loving. Listen. This is so good. You know, the word nature, the nature of something is, is something intrinsic. You know, the nature of something is, is what is it in its nature? What's, what's the, what is intrinsic about that thing? The intrinsic thing of a vital group is that it is spiritual. It is not natural. You know what the opposite of spiritual is? Natural. It's not natural. You know, if we have a thought that a vital group is for me to have compadres and in a natural way or natural relationships, you know, this isn't the thought. They will be your compadres. They will be your compadres in life. But, but the nature is something spiritual. It's something of life. Okay, that's nature. That's the essence. That's what it is in its nature. You know, what is the condition? You know, when you think of the word condition, you you know, if you're going to buy a car, you might say, what condition is the car in? You know, and and by that you mean, when I look at the car, what's my impression? What's the condition? You know, that looks like a junker. That's the condition. You know, so the, the nature has to do with something intrinsic. Condition has to do with something that is... It's atmospheric. It's something that's manifested. And the purpose is for the increase. It's for the fruit bearing. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, what does the Lord need? What do you need? What do you need? i tell you what you need. You need to have 
a group of people with whom you can have a spiritual relationship that's not natural. You need a group of people with whom you have the divine love. And that love comes from the oneness and it issues in the one accord. That kind of situation, you know, that kind of situation, you know, it's kind of like a a, a nest. That kind of situation is a nest. This is the nature and this is the condition. If you have this nature and this condition, we'll see from the Word and we'll see from Brother Lee's ministry, we'll see that then you have a way for the purpose to be realized, which is what? Fruit-bearing. Fruit-bearing is not meant to be an individual endeavor. But it is something of, of the purpose that is carried out from the nature and the condition. You with me? You know, when we came into the church, a a lot of us can testify, I I believe, what, what we were attracted by was a group of people who really loved the Lord and who had a manifest love for us. Right? They loved the Lord and they loved one another. And, and those kind of people you are spontaneously attracted to. You're a believer. You're, you're new to the Lord. You're new in the Lord. And all of a sudden you meet a group of people who really love the Lord and who really love one another. What happens to your inside? They are drawn. You know, your, your inner being is drawn. They're drawn to them. You know, it says in Acts 2.46 and 47 that they had favor with all the people. Why did they have favor? Because they had a nature and a condition that was spiritual. They were pursuing the Lord and that was loving. They were loving one another. And eventually, they had favor. The the people favored them. There was something in those people that matched what they saw among the believers. You know what the next phrase is? And the Lord added to the daily. Yeah, added together daily. The Lord added day by day together those. Okay? This is a marvelous thing. So... uh, You know, Brother Lee, in this section, uh, in uh, page on, on this message seven, he said at the bottom of page forty-nine. Let me let me read to you. He said, <clears throat> uh, "Our intention in forming the new groups is to have groups of overcomers." How many of y'all feel like overcomers? You will never be. Maybe you shouldn't raise your hand. But I know many saints in the Lord's recovery feel overcomer is for him, it's for her, and maybe him. Me, I'm out of here. 
I just need to get ready for outer darkness, right? And are, are we, we just get, get ready for outer darkness, right? That is a, that's, that's not a good thought. Our purpose for the vital groups is, is what? To have groups of overcomers. This is not the brave, the strong, and the few. This is not the Marines. This is every saint, brothers and sisters, every saint has the, the possibility and the innate equipment. You have the innate equipment. You, are you believers? Are we believers? Listen, you have the innate equipment to be an overcomer. You know, I would say, what do you lack a lot of times? You lack the environment. You lack the proper environment, which is this kind of situation among a small group of saints with whom you have been blended to be a barley loaf and with whom you have a spiritual living and a relationship of love. I don't care what your experience has been. I don't care. Don't tell me about what happened in 1978 and 1984. It does not matter. This is the Lord's Word through His servant. This is the Lord's Word in the Bible, and it's the expounding of the Lord's Word through His servant. Our burden in the vital groups is to have groups of overcomers. Saints, if you don't have faith, I have faith for you. And Brother Tim and Brother Neil, do you have faith for them? Do you believe this can happen? Saints, we just need to believe. You know, we need to pray, Lord, show me something this weekend. Revolutionize my view. Change my concept. May I see something. I want to live in another way. I don't want to live the same way. I want to live in another way. This is possible. It is attainable by every saint. If this is not attainable by a sister who has three kids and is occupied fully with taking care of her house and her husband, do you mean to tell me that only full-timers can be overcomers? If this is not attainable by saints who, who esteem themselves as totally ungifted and incapable, if that is not attainable by you, do you not have a charge against God? Right? He, he shouldn't have saved you if there was not the possibility for you to be an overcomer. He should not have saved you. Right? Right? The, the, the vital groups is not to have the brave, the strong, and the few. The vital groups is to have overcomers. Overcomers is the normal state of the believers. The only problem is you've been, you've been isolated You've, you've isolated yourself maybe or you've allowed your situation to isolate you and you have become in a situation where you feel it's hopeless. But I, I just I tell you, it's not hopeless. It is absolutely attainable. Lord, do it in us. Lord, do it. May, may we see something this weekend. Okay, our intention in forming the new groups is to have groups of overcomers. This is the reason that the groups are called the vital groups. 
The groups that are up to the standard, listen, the groups that are up to the standard should be up to the normal level revealed in the Bible. The normal level revealed in the Bible. Okay? Then the very next phrase is, uh, is a, he quotes Acts 2.46 and 47. The purpose of the vital groups is the increase, perfecting, and building up of the body of Christ. That's when he begins. Right after that sentence about the vital groups have to be up to the standard revealed in the Bible. Then he jumps right into purpose, nature, and condition. And the word, and the word that he uses is Acts 2.46 and 47. Will you turn with me to Acts 2.46 and 47? Now, Brother Lee, uh, uh, Brother Lee divided these verses up into five, six little sections, okay? Everybody still here? You know, the worst time of day is 4.30 p.m., especially on a hot day. Okay, so everybody just try to stay with me, okay? Uh, okay? So verse 46, the first point is day by day. That's point one. The second point is continuing steadfastly with one accord. That's point two. Point three is breaking bread from house to house. They part- and then point four is partook of their food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. Point five in verse 47 is Praising God and having favor or grace. The, the thought is favor. In other words, they favored the, the, the believers. Having grace or having favor with all the people. And the Lord added together, this is six, and the Lord added together day by day those who were being saved. You know, if you consider these, these six items, on our side is day by day. What? what? What happens day by day? We continue steadfastly with one accord. In other words, we're, we're pursuing. We're endeavoring. We're going forward. We're pursuing Christ. How? With one accord. Not alone. Not individually. Not individualistically. But day by day, we're continuing steadfastly with one accord. And then what else? We're breaking bread from house to house. So, you know, what, what is a life, that it, what is a vital group that's up to the biblical standard? It is something that is day to day, and it is something that is what? House to house. Day to day, house to house. We continue steadfastly pursuing the Lord together in one accord day by day. And then in that day by day, we are house to house sharing our food. And what happens? We partake 
of our food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. You know, this, this is the scene as soon as the Holy Spirit baptized the believers and the church came into existence. The body of Christ came into existence on the day of Pentecost. It came into existence on that day through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And immediately after that point, what happened? The instant result was day to day, house to house, pursuing the Lord in one accord and exalting together as we shared our food in simplicity of heart. You know, uh, brothers and sisters, a simplified heart with one another is an issue of the divine life. How, how simplified is your relationship with a number of the saints in the church? How complicated is it? It's gotten real complicated. Over the years, it's gotten really complicated. You know what? We need to be in simplicity. In, in a simple way with one another. In a pure way. In a single way toward the Lord. In a single way toward one another. This is the way they were, and this is what is in our being. We'll see. Okay? Then, the next thing is, they praised God and they had favor with all the people. So, you, you know, brothers and sisters, uh, the, uh, what, what the unbeliever saw was was a real attraction to them. What the unbelievers saw attracted them. You know, thus far, we've got two parties thus far. We've got us that do what? Continue steadfastly day by day. We're pursuing the Lord in one accord. And we share our food with gladness, indicating we love one another. You know, this is the nature and the condition. You know, we are pursuing the Lord. We're having a spiritual life in, by, in, in, in an individual way, and corporately we're having a spiritual life. And together, what? There is a condition of love among us so that we share our food. We're with one another day by day. We're one, with one another in our houses. We're sharing our food, and we're praising God that's on our side. And what is the second party is who? Who's the second party in these verses? Huh? Yeah, the unbelievers. So the second party is the unbelievers, and what do they do? They, they observe and they what? Can you four brothers come? Yeah. So... So these brothers are all the lovers of Jesus, day to day, house to house, loving the Lord, pursuing the Lord. They're in each other's houses. Now, I am a tortured, tormented unbeliever. Don't believe that they're happy. Don't believe they're happy. They spray on a smile. Every, you know, don't believe they're happy. They're not happy. They're tormented. They're tortured. They don't have a clue what's going on. If, they're, if they think they're happy, they're delirious. They've been drugged by this world. 
and I'm here tormented and tortured, and what in the world are you all doing being happy? Why are you so simple with one another? What is going on? You, you know, what is in man? In man is a desire for... Man innately has a desire for God and he has a desire for the body of Christ. That is in man. Man has an innate desire for meaning, for reality. They don't know what to call it. You know, so they have folk songs and they sing about, they sing about the meaning of life and, and they, they, they wonder why can't we all be one? You know what all the folk songs are about? It's about, they're really about Christ and the church is what, what it's about. It's about inward reality and outward reality. It's the intrinsic, or there would be something intrinsic in the believers and that there would be something as an atmosphere, a condition of love among the saints. So I'm here and I'm observing the situation. I live down the street and I see you all together. You know what happens to my inside? I begin to favor. I just, I can't help it. I'm like a moon around a planet. I'm just being drawn in. Okay, so they, they're doing what? What are they doing? I told you. They're day-to-day pursuing and house-to-house loving one another. And I am what? I'm the second party. And I am drawn. Okay, who's the third party? The Lord. And what does He do? When? Day by day. So these ones have a day-to-day, house-to-house exercise and living. I cannot help but favor. Let me tell you, the world is looking for what we have. Just like the longing is in you, the longing is in, is in the world. And also, and the Lord does what? He adds me. And eventually I become one of the brothers. Wow! When I became one of the brothers, what a happy young man I was. 21, I was singing the songs of what is the, me- I, you know, what is the meaning of life. And, and I thought for sure somehow in this generation that I was from, somehow it was all going to work out and we all were going to be live in harmony. Baloney. Baloney. Never happened. Never happened. All those guys that were going to forsake the world, they're, they're working on Wall Street now. All those guys. Me? I got drawn. And the Lord added me to the brothers. Thank you, brothers. You, you know... Brother Lee used these verses to talk about purpose, nature, and condition. Isn't that good? Is that good? That's really good. The the purpose is the goal of fruit bearing. The nature is that it should be something spiritual. It should be something of life. And the condition is it should be loving one another. You know why we love one another? You know, love comes out of the, div- the divine love for one another comes out of the divine life. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we... That verse shows you clearly that love for the brothers comes out of the divine life. 
the divine life issues in the divine love among the brothers. So, you know, the reason we're, we have the oneness of the Spirit is because we were all born of the Spirit. That gave us the divine love. That did gave us the divine life. Because of that divine life, we what? We love one another. And the issue of really loving one another is that we enter into a deeper experience than just the oneness of the Spirit. We enter into the one accord where, our, where practically and really we are blended as one. This is a marvelous thing. I don't know if you've ever noticed. Please, if you have your Bibles as believers, please pull out your Bibles, okay? Let's look at John 15. I want to give you a verse to believe in here. Uh. Oops, sorry. My goodness, sorry. Uh, okay, look at verse 12, John 15, 12. Okay, now look above John 15, 12. What's it say? Let's read it all together. Branches, what? Two. In. What does that sound like? Purpose, nature, condition. That the nature, in the branches loving one another, that's the condition. In the divine life, that's the nature. For fruit bearing, that's what? The purpose. So that heading is actually just this. The believers loving one another in the divine life for fruit bearing. Fruit bearing is the goal, but you will never get there in, a, in any kind of a prevailing way unless there's the impact of the oneness and one accord visible by the love among the saints, which is an issue of having the divine life. The branches loving one another in the divine life for what? For fruit bearing. Okay, now let's, let's look at the footnote. Let's look at verse 17. These things I command you that you may love one another. Okay? Now, if you look at that uh, footnote, 17.1, let, let's read this together. Okay, life, uh, life is the source, love is the condition, and fruit-bearing is the goal. If we all live by the Lord's life as the source, the Lord's love as the condition, and for fruit-bearing as the goal, we surely will love one another. You know, uh, this, this was written, I don't know how long, uh, when, when did... This was, uh, huh? 19, when was it? 75, yeah, 1975. Okay, 1992, he's saying the same thing and coming back to this point. You, you know, brothers and sisters, in this, in this section, 
John 13 through 17, which is the section where the Lord uh, uh, was with the disciples the night before he was betrayed and the night before he went to be crucified. You know, three, three times he said, love one another. Three times he said to be one. And three times he said something like that the world may know, that the world may know, that the world may know. Love one another, be one, that the world may know. Three, three different sets in those chapters. Love one another, be one, that the world may know. What, what does that sound like? Huh? D- d- huh? Yeah. D- doesn't it sound like that? But is not that Acts 2, 46 and 47? Isn't that Acts 2, 46 and 47? Surely it's Acts 2, 46 and 47. You know, when, when we read John 15 through 17, uh, it is truly profound. You know, th- that section... Uh, uh, you, you know, this is about the divine organism. You know... Chapter 14, 15, 16, 17. This section is so profound and so hard to get your hands on. And and I think for centuries, many believers have been confused about what the thought was in John 14, 15, 16, 17. But you have to realize that on the day of Pentecost, 50 days later, after the Lord spoke that, after the Spirit came, what was the spontaneous result of the Spirit's baptism? It was that was worked out in practicality. You know, how much, how much did Peter and John see when the Lord spoke, John 14, 15, 16, 17? I, I don't think they saw much. I don't think they saw that much. But 50 days later, what happened when the dust settled was you were left with Houses with little groups of saints pursuing the Lord day by day, breaking bread from house to house, enjoying the Lord together, loving one another. And what? And the world believed. They had favor. They were drawn. You know, what sounds like something so mystical and abstract in John 14, 15, 16, and 17 was realized you know, really, you can say around a coffee table. It's a living room with a coffee table. And it's, it's a group of saints sitting around in the divine life pursuing, loving one another, and what happens? The world sees and the world is attracted. Uh, okay. That's the characteristics. Okay, let's read 3 again, Roman numeral 3. It has three characteristics. It has a purpose, it has a nature, and a condition. Roman numeral 4.
Okay, it has three characteristics. And because it has these three characteristics, if a vital group has these three characteristics, if its nature is spiritual, if it's something of life, if its condition is loving, and, and if its goal is being realized, which is fruit-bearing, then what is it? It is living and active. You know, we'll get into these, these five words more. These five words are really key to understanding the matter of the vital groups. They're the most key, I would say, these five words. Purpose, nature, condition, and a vital group is what? Living and it's active. Uh, okay? Okay, Roman numeral five. All together. Because... Okay, so that, that's the four steps of the God-ordained way. Because a vital group has three characteristics and because it is living and active, it spontaneously does four things. You know, if, if we were going to have a, a, a conference on the God-ordained way, I would dare say many of us would begin with Roman numeral 4, 5. A vital group does. Don't be a does person. Okay? Don't be a does. Be a has and an is. And actually, before has and is, be a person of life. Be, a, be in life and be willing and pursue blending with the little group of saints you, the Lord has put you with or will put you with then endeavor that in that group, that group will have three characteristics. And if you have those three characteristics, then you are spontaneously living and active. And then does comes out. You know, again, brothers and sisters, this is not, we're not here this weekend to talk about how to do things and how to have the best kind of work and how to, how to have a new angle on the vital group so we can do more things. What we need is a living with God and with one another that produces an atmosphere that is attractive to people. Uh, may the Lord do this. You know, brothers and sisters, these, uh, these three things, uh, if I just go back, purpose, nature, and condition, goal, the goal, fruit-bearing, the nature, something spiritual, something of life, and the condition, loving one another. These three things are wonderful. They, they equal out each other. You know, uh, can, can you come here, brother? You know, you read, you read the Vital Groups books, and maybe you're a person... That's, that's very spiritually minded. So our, our view of the vital group is that it's something spiritual. So we are the deep in life vital group. Okay, so we're the, we're the profoundly spiritual and we're the deep in life 
you know, we're taking care of the nature. It's, it's, it's something of life. I'm deep in life. And, you know, but often, if you're that deep in life, it's hard for you to, to live with anybody. You know, you know, we've seen people maybe come through the church. I remember one older sister that came through the church when I was probably 23 or 24. This was in Dallas, Benson. And she was so profound. And all the young brothers would go, she was like 55 or something. All the brothers would go, wow, whoa. And she'd say things very deep. Well, she was so deep, she couldn't be one with anybody. So, so life has to be balanced by what? Love. And, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Or I am, I am a go brother. Don't you know, Brother Neil, the goal of the vital group is fruit bearing, brother? The goal of the vital group is fruit bearing. Forget about everything else. The goal is fruit bearing. You know, all these three things, it's really marvelous. Brother Lee's, view again where he got this where did he get this the new jerusalem i don't know where he got it but these three points that life love and increase they balance each other out you know thank you brother you know i've used this illustration in the past you know you've got a three-legged stool You know what they call these stools? They call them milk stools. Do you know why they call them milk stools? Because you use a three-legged stool to milk a cow in a barn. And, and what's the, what would be the problem, Steve, if it was four-legged? If you've got a dirt floor, it would never be balanced. Three, you know, three, two points make a what in geometry? A line. Three points make a... So no matter how the... How three, it's always balanced. No matter what angle, three legs always are in balance. You know? You understand what I'm saying? But, and, and I, I don't know if you had this experience. Those of us that were around when the Vital Groups books first came out, you would see some saints would, would, would consider that the Vital Groups were a kind of a, 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 you know, we used to call them the, the, uh, the, the 1960s, a sensitivity group, you know, where you'd come and open and, you know, you'd be transparent with one another. This was in the world, you know, the pop psychology of that day. You know, that, that the vital group is, is where we can really Okay, that's one leg. You know, you have a stool and it's got one long legs and two little stubs. <laughs> you know, that, you know, or this is the place for loving one another. So you love one another, you're spiritual, but but then nothing is for the goal which is fruit bearing. I don't know if you get in if you get into this, but if you consider these three things, what a thought. How balanced to, to, that uh, really balances what a vital group should be. You with me? And eventually, brothers and sisters, the nature, life, and the condition, love, becomes the nest 
for what? For the, the propagation. You know, Brother Lee said, and, and really you could say this is living. And you could say this is active. And he's, you know, Brother Lee said, regarding the vital groups, don't start activity until you have, you have a kind of a life together. You remember? He said, first, you have to be blended together. You have to open to one another. You have to care for one another. You have to pray for one another. You have to give up your individuality. You have to, you know, uh, be willing to be blended. Then, when you're blended, then there's a way for the divine activities to take place. There's a way for the Lord to do something with the group. So, the the nature and the condition causes us to be living, and out of that comes acti- the divine activity. This is a really marvelous and profound view. This is really marvelous. Uh, may, may again, may the Lord open our eyes and open our beings related to this matter. Lord, get us through in this matter. May I see these things. Uh, okay. Roman numeral 6. Let's read. Okay, sorry, that's the old one. Get get out the get out the Do you have the other one? Okay, let's again. Brother Lee said this in uh, the spring of 19... Uh, of, uh, of, I think I've got 04, I'm sorry. It should be 1994. Notice the date there. I've got 04, it should be 1994. Uh, this was given in Practical Points Concerning Blending. And uh, in, in that book, and we'll get into it a little later, but in that book, you know, Brotherly showed. Well, let me back up. Let me back up. Uh, if you look at A, let's read A together under Roman numeral six. So on on May the 9th, 1994, he wrote in uh, in his notes, which many of us have seen those notes. They've handed them out during various trainings, uh, and he said the he felt that the Lord, after his illness, 
had charged him with two things. One was the body of Christ and the life of the body of Christ. And the second thing is the reality of the life of the body of Christ. Those sound very similar, don't they? The body of Christ and the life of the body and the reality of the life of the body of Christ. You know, we we say the body of Christ and, and that may be mystical to us. You know, that's just a mystical kind of thought. So a little more close to home is the life of the body. That is the kind of living that is carried out in the body. That's the life of the body. And the second thing is what? The reality of the life of the body of Christ. There needs to be among us not just the body of Christ, but there needs to be the life of the body of Christ and also, to to make sure we really get it, the reality of the life of the body of Christ. This thing... Malcolm needs to be touchable, attainable, practical, actual, and real. This is not this is not theory. This is absolutely divine and mystical, but if it does not end up as something that I can touch, then then what is the body of Christ to me? Really, consider. So this is what he said on May the 9th, 1994. Then B, if you notice the date, May the 17th through the 20th, 1994. Uh, If you you look at that, uh, where I've got the title of the book, The High Peak of the Vision and Reality of the Body of Christ. You with me there? Page 43. Brother Lee gave these messages to a small group of elders from Taipei on 5-17-20-1994. So that was eight days later, this group of brothers. And in that book, that book is made up of four chapters. It's a marvelous book. And that book is made up of four chapters. Uh, and and uh, let's see, I think I've got it right here. Yeah. The high peak of the vision and the reality of the body of Christ. That's the book. And, and this book basically covers the first point that we just had Memorial Day. You know, they, 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 in Memorial Day they had these pairs. And the first one was the high peak of the divine revelation, which was that God became man to make man God, life and nature, but not in the Godhead. For what? for arriving at the reality of the body of Christ. So this book is comprised of those those two points. The high peak of the divine revelation issuing in the body of Christ. And brothers, if you want to read a book by a burdened man, this book, he is so burdened that the saints would have a living that is according to the high peak of the divine revelation and then, and he basically covers that in chapters one, two, and three. That that we would have a living that's according to this matter of God becoming man. Then in chapter four, he touches the reality of the body of Christ. 
And in the first, I quote it here, you know, right here, and B, let's read that quote together, why don't we? Simply... Okay, look. Here, here's the chapter. Here's the prayer. There's the heading. And the first line is, simply the reality of the body of Christ is the living of a God-man life. That's the first three chapters. By a group of God-redeemed people together with the God-man Christ. The reality of the body of Christ is a living of the God-man life by a group of people. It's not just me living out the God-man life by myself, but it's with a group of people. And these people are what? These people are are the overcomers. Uh, You know, so when you you consider what he covered in May of that year, you know, A, May the 9th. B, May the 17th. Roman numeral 6, May the 27th. Ten days later, he had the uh, Memorial Day conference. And, and in all these sharings, he was burdened about the God-man life to be lived out in a practical way. And, and let me... Uh, why don't we... Let's turn. you got your packet. Uh, let's see if I can find this. Uh, Okay. Okay. Look down at the bottom of your sheet and it should say page 38. See down there at the bottom right hand corner? Page 38. And I think in the various language groups, you should have similar markings. It may be a little different, but we tried to put whatever shows up on the English page, page 38, we tried to put that in the Chinese, Korean, and Spanish. That should also be marked, right? As page 38. So, is everybody with me? Okay, is everybody with me? Uh... Okay, let's, let's just read real quick. Starting there uh, on, see, see the bracketed part? The bracket? You don't have brackets? Oh my goodness. You don't have brackets? Okay, it's the last paragraph. Uh, it's the last full paragraph on page 15 of the of the practical points on blending. You with me? It starts with, I have received many letters. You with me? I have received many letters. Everybody with me? Okay. Everybody with me? All the languages. Okay.
Okay, now listen. So what, what has he said thus far? He has said that he receives all these, these letters and many people so appreciative regarding his ministry, but that eventually in 1980, he began to see more regarding God's economy and, and the goal of God's economy, which is what? The body of Christ. A lot of appreciation for the truth, but he saw something further, God's economy, and what is the goal of God's economy? It is the body of Christ. But eventually the Lord checked with him, where is the body of Christ? Okay, now let's keep reading. You have opened the Bible. You have the churches, but where can you see the body? Okay? You have the churches, but where can you see the body? You know, the, the body of Christ is universal. It's something mystical. But he says, where can you see it? And where is the reality of the body of Christ? Where is it approachable? Okay? Let's keep reading. was this present burden? May the 27th, 1994. After he just got through writing that the, the Lord caught, told him, charged him with the two stresses of the reality of the, of the, uh, of the what was it? Yeah, the two stresses, the body of Christ and the life of the body and the reality of the life of the body. And, and then eight days before that, he had said, simply the reality of the body of Christ is the living of a God-man life by a group of redeemed God-men. So he began to repent to the Lord and look to the Lord. Okay? You with me? Let's keep reading. I was confessing my dullness. There's a great lack, a shortage. That is the reality of the body of Christ. It is for this reason that there is a need for blending. You know, our need, brothers and sisters, is to be blent with the triune God, and our need is to be blent with one another. You know, uh, th that's why in the vital group's messages, he's talked again and again, you need to be blended by much and thorough prayer. And we'll get into this. There are some, uh, there are some 
excerpts in here that are so touching about this matter of being blended and getting through our peculiarities, our individualism, the things that separate us and don't allow us to be blended and don't allow us to be open. It is for this reason that there is a need for the blending. That's the reason. Why? The body of Christ. That the body of Christ could be a reality. Brothers and sisters, we are not here this weekend talking about a seminar on church growth or a purpose-driven life or how to, how to do the, cell, the church cell movement. Forget about all that stuff. We're talking about intrinsic things related to the God-man life lived out by a corporate group of God-men so that the body of Christ could be actual, practical, and real. It's too much. Okay? Okay, now let me rehearse again for you. All we've read is from page 15 to 16, but what have we read? We've read... I got many letters, much appreciation for the truth, but I even began to see there's something deeper. It's the economy of God. And then I saw that that economy of God is for the body of Christ and the Lord touched me. Where is the reality of the body of Christ? And I was touched. I'm talking Brother Lee's words. I was touched, although there may be many churches Where is the reality of the body of Christ? I went to the Lord, I repented, I opened, and the Lord gave him two stresses. The body of Christ, the life of the body of Christ, and the reality of the life of the body of Christ. That's what we're talking about this weekend. Okay, and the need is blending, okay? Now, the next phrase, he he starts on two allegories. The first allegory is in the first paragraph and the allegory is regarding education. The second allegory is in the second paragraph and it's about the topography of Jerusalem. If you don't keep in mind where Brother Lee has been speaking, you lose your way in this this writing. I want to get to page 17. But you've got to see where we're going, okay? In today's education, how about we read? Reaching the high peak of Zion. In today. have an allegory, and the allegory is what, or the analogy, it's that, that there is levels of, of schooling. There's up through high school, but that's not the goal of the educational system. 
the goal of the educational system is master's or PhD. Then he relates that to what? That the church life among us is like high school, right? And he says, to be in the church life may be likened to be in high school. Being satisfied to be merely in the church life, we may say, praise the Lord, hallelujah for the church life, how good it is. But will this reach the goal of the fulfillment of the Lord's purpose? What is the Lord's purpose according to the context? Huh? The reality of the body of Christ. Right? That's what he said earlier. Okay, let's keep reading. It will not. Okay, up till now, he hasn't, all he, he, he's used an allegory, he's talked about the, bo- the reality of the body of Christ. Doesn't that sound mystical, Tom? Sounds mystical, right? Then he gave an allegory, and, and now he says we need to get to the high peak of God's economy, that is Mount Zion. Now does that help you get clear? Not really at, yet. I mean, if that's all I gave you, you have to have the, the reality of the body of Christ, and that's Mount Zion. Okay? So? Okay? So now what does he break into? He breaks into another analogy, and he goes, Jerusalem is built on the top of a mountain. Although Jerusalem is good, it is not the peak. In Jerusalem, there is a peak. That is Mount Zion, on which the temple was built. About 1,000 years before the building of the temple... God asked Abraham to offer his son Isaac on Mount Moriah, which is another name for Mount Zion. The good situation in the recovery today is just like Jerusalem. So in other words, what is the good situation? It is the local church. It is high school. That's Jerusalem. Okay. However, there is no Zion. In the New Testament, the overcomers are likened to Zion. In Revelation 14.1, the 144,000 overcomers are not just in Jerusalem, they are on the peak of Zion. Do you remember what we read on page 49 of this book? Remember what we read? When he first was the first salvo to the church in Anaheim regarding vital groups, he said, the purpose of the vital groups is to have, remember, we talked about it, overcomers. Remember? Yeah. Amen, brother. What did you say? We can all be an overcomer. Our intention in forming the new groups is to have groups of overcomers. Okay? The good situation in the recovery today is just like Jerusalem. However, there is no Zion. In the New Testament, the overcomers are likened to Zion. In Revelation 14.1, the 144,000 overcomers are not just in Jerusalem. They are on the peak of Zion. Okay, up till now, he's talked about God's economy issuing in 
the reality of the body of Christ, uh, how that's not real, that's not visible among us. And then he talked about two analogies. One was education and the other one was topography. And, and the, the, the application was the, the local church as, as the uh, Jerusalem and, and Zion is still not defined. Now the next line. The overcomers, the vital groups, are today Zion. I mean, would you have ever imagined that he would say such a thing at that juncture? The overcomers, the vital groups, are today's Zion. My burden today, the two stresses, my burden today is to help you reach the peak of Mount Zion, God's economy, the high peak. My burden today is to help you reach the peak of the vital groups. That is the overcomer Zion. Okay, then he says this, although we may have a good church life, that's what? Jerusalem. Among us, there is almost no realization no practicality, no actuality, no reality of the body life. This is the need in the recovery today. Is that, is that marvelous? Do, do you see? So, I don't know what, what, you can, what can you do with this writing except to say somehow, I don't know how, but somehow the vital groups have something to do with the raising up of the overcomers, the perfected God-man, the Zion. And, and there's more. If we have time, we'll read all the quotes in the Practical Points on Blending. There's a lot of quotes, and he touches this thing. Eventually, these ones turn the age. But, but do you see? Isn't that something? That eventually the reality of the body of Christ being, the the body of Christ being an actuality, listen, an actuality, a practicality, and a reality. And and notice, he doesn't say of the body of Christ, but he says a reality of the body life. Remember? Body life. What were the two stresses? to stress the the body of Christ, the life of the body of Christ, and the reality of the life of the body of Christ. That is a living among a group of perfected God-men. That is the actuality and practicality of the body of Christ. Is that marvelous? I, I don't... You know, when you read... It is very hard for me to get my arms around his thought here. To put the phrase vital group in the same sentence as the Zion, the overcomers. That's something. And my burden is to help you reach the peak. I would say one thing, brothers and sisters, we don't see Brother Lee's view on on the vital groups. To us... Mainly, it's what? Mainly, it's a system for working out some kind of method to do a bunch of good things on this earth. And, but I, and I tell you, 
if you have the reality of the body of Christ, it will be prevailing. If you have the reality of the vital groups, that thing will do a lot of things. It will be living and active, and it will do four things. It will beget, it will nourish, it will perfect, and it will lead all the saints into prophesying. But I, I hope you realize, I hope you have some feeling about this, this writing. You know, it's almost as if, you know, when Brother Lee uh, first started in the, the matter of the God-ordained way, I remember he said something like this. Uh, he said the recovery is a recovery of the high truth and strong practice. This is what has noted, what has been noted of the recovery over the years. It's the high truth and the strong practice. It's something all the profound things out of the Bible have been recovered. God's economy, the divine life, the growth in life, all the truths have been with us, with Brother Nee and Brother Lee. But also, along with the matter of the high truth, all through the, the, the decades from the 1920s has been what? The matter of the strong practice with the ground of the church, the local church, the, the, the God-ordained way. These two things, high truth and strong practice, have characterized what the Lord's recovery is. And, and I don't know about your feeling, these books, this book, and practical points on blending, it's like these two things have merged and the living of a God-man life has to be something that's actual, practical, and real. To me, Tom, if it stays in the divine and mystical realm and it does not impact your daily life with a group of saints, do you really have the body of Christ? Brothers and sisters, I'm afraid many, many of us in our church life, we, 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 we appreciate the truth, but we're not living in a kind of a way to have this kind of a reality. You, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, when Don Looper came out here in 2001, he had some meeting with a group of brothers. One thing he said, and I, I, I heard this message, he said, we have to have the thing itself. We can have all kinds of things, but we have to have the thing itself. I, I really believe the thing itself is this outworking of such a living by, the group of, uh, by a group of God-men. You with me? That is the thing itself. Tom, do you want to be an overcomer? Okay. I, I, I want to be an overcomer. Crystal, do you want to be an overcomer? Sure you want to be an overcomer. Sister, I noticed you're pregnant. Is this your first child? Okay. Suppose you have four more children. Do you want to be an overcomer? Sure you want to be an overcomer. Somehow, the word overcomer was linked by our brother with the word vital group. And I, I do believe, brothers, if you get into this thought and this thought, this is a rescue. This will rescue you from isolation. 
this will rescue you. You don't want to be an individual. You don't want to be individualistic, but your situation just prohibits. But if we get into the reality of this thing, there is a way for us, brothers and sisters, for all of us. Uh, there is a way. Uh, you, you know, in this fellowship, I'm not burdened about Neil. Neil's going to do fine. I, I got to spend five months with Neil on the campus preaching the gospel. I can assure you, Neil will be fine. Tim will be fine. But, but who, 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 who should we be concerned for? One another. The, the brother that works all the hours, the sisters that, that's occupied. There is a way for you to be an overcomer. There is a way. There is a way for you to have a God-man life and a living among a group of perfected God. Don't tell me they're not perfected. or I don't want to hear it. They're, they're being perfected, and they will be perfected. And don't tell me what happened in 1986. I don't want to... Drop it all. Get simplified. Just get simple. Forget about all that stuff. And enter into this kind of living where there's a practicality and actuality and a reality of the body life. Lord, give us, give us the way. Open the door to us this weekend. You know, I don't know what we should do. I don't know if you brothers wanted to say we got five minutes. Sorry. Did you all want to say something? Or should we have the saints say something, Benson? Huh? Huh? What in? Okay. How about we have some prayer in twos or all together? Twos. Okay. Amen.